Support for Talking Heart on WVIK comes from the people at Quad City Bank and Trust, helping the local community with their banking and financial needs for more than 20 years. Information is at qcbt.com. Support also comes from the estate of Margaret Skinner, a longtime friend of WVIK and lover of the arts. This is Carolyn Martin, and I'm talking art today with Andrew Dassow, the principal architect for Streamline Architects in East Moline. And we're going to talk today about furniture design and the integration between architecture and custom interior design. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Now, you recently opened a sister company to your architectural firm called Streamline Artisans, which fabricates furniture. What type of things are you making there? really starts with a lot of our projects from the architecture firm. We've been fortunate to have a lot of the recent restaurants that opened uh, in the Quad Cities, the Tanglewood Restaurant, uh, Rome. We found the opportunity last year when we were designing the furniture that um, there was a point in time where we could start building them. And so we built these good relationships with our clients throughout the architecture firm, and we're fortunate enough to have enough um they had enough trust in us to build a, build the furniture for them. So the Tanglewood restaurant, even East Moline Glass, when they moved into their office building, we built the office furniture for them. So you do these custom steel and glass desks, Correct. but but for um, in in terms of your corporate work, you also for for restaurants build all the seating. Um, you do the, you create these really unusual adjustable height like bar areas yeah. uh, and tables where people can congregate. Yeah, it's it's fun because we, we create these ideas and um, the the struggle has always been who builds it after you, we create the idea. And so um, Rome was a good example where there's a 20-foot table that uh, hangs from the ceiling and the space is uh, flexible in a way so that if they wanted to raise the table, um, they could bring out cocktail tables and have more of a meeting greet. Uh, formal event, um, or they could lower it, and uh, we were finding that it was an attraction. People were lining up to reserve that table because twenty foot table that doesn't have any legs that is on a pulley system that raises and lowers um, is an attraction in itself. So yeah, it's so creative, and you're also making furniture for personal homes for interiors as well. Correct, everything's custom that we do. We are in the stages of opening a showroom in East Moline at the Rust Belt. Until then, you know, when we've had uh, residential clients come to us and ask for a total room makeover. And so we would start with design process that's very similar to our architecture firm, but taking it that extra level of uh, detail where we're designing um, the tables, the the artwork on the walls, the um, TV consoles, the where the light switches are going and even the how the light switch looks. So so it's like really the the complete package. And, and why do you think it's important to design a building's interior as well as the exterior? You you try to strive towards having an architecture firm or an architectural design that um, complements the interior and it flows from inside to out and so that you can uh, achieve the experience of the building from the moment you step outside your car all the way in the building when you're in the restrooms, when you're um, enjoying your meal, um, and when you're leaving, it's all the same experience and it enlightens your experience. 
Mm-hmm. Um, at the Tanglewood, we had the opportunity of designing the restroom partitions and the the sinks and the the artwork. And you know, I think when you have the second, when you have the chance to sit down and kind of take it all in, you can start to realize how special a place it is. Um, so, you know, we we really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. On your website, you had um, there's a statement by you saying architecture is much more than just creating a building. It's an art form, and it truly is, and you're certainly embodying that. Uh, you'd mentioned Tangled Wood and Rome. What other commercial spaces have you, have you designed here in the Quad Cities? Um, one of my first projects when I started uh, Streamline Architects uh, three years ago was uh, the steel plow and mowing. Um, it's that was a pivotal project because it, we took the old governor's pro- building that had been there for 40 years, very dark, and um, I don't think anybody ever saw the ceiling in there. And we introduced light and a new concept, and they've been very successful working on a second location for them in Davenport. Um, you know, we've been fortunate to grow very good relationships with um, Larry Anderson and East Bowling. And he, and he owns East Moline Glass. He owns East Moline Glass, and he owns the Rust Belt buildings and the Bend Event Center. He owns a portion of the hotel there, and he, you know, he he has this vision that um, really it's trusting, but it also we try to make it so that he's also the designer, and we can fulfill his vision of what he sees for the community. So um, we've even gone so far as designing the main street for East Moline. Um, that he has hired us to do to kind of just enlighten the community. Mm-hmm. East Moline is going through such a important revitalization right now, um, and you're really becoming involved, in a sense, with urban planning. Correct. We are, and we... Um, so the last two summers, we've had a landscape architect intern from the University of Georgia, and she graduated this uh, spring. She'll be here full-time working for us as a, our landscape architect, kind of bringing that extra level of uh, involvement from the urban planning side and uh, the landscape design. And uh, hopefully we create a good pipeline from the University of Georgia because mm-hmm. their school is bar none top in the country. So, mm-hmm. For those people who have not seen it, how would you describe your design style or aesthetic? Um, we're a very clean line. We have a – that, that falls on my – and I – we have a saying in our office that uh, curves are, aren't allowed, but mm-hmm. we've uh, we've we've allowed curves in, in a few instances, but very clean line, uh, modern style. Um, you know, when we get into residential, we try to make it a little warmer. Sometimes it veers into the rustic pa- uh, palette, but that that kind of falls in under what the client uh, is looking for. Mm-hmm. So Streamline Architects is aptly named then. What, what type of materials do you work with the most? With our uh, fabrication company, we've uh, mainly worked with steel. We have uh, three metal fabricators. Um, a lot of the wood comes from uh, sub companies uh, throughout the Quad Cities. Um, you know, we haven't got a lot into plastics yet. And then our finishes really go from um, the simplest materials to, you know, the, the high-end tile and, and uh, wall materials. Mm-hmm. We've really enjoy taking a material that isn't commonly used that way and then making it uh, used in a different way. So take a simple two by four and making it, you know, 
complex and, and a pattern on the wall and stuff. You recently moved into a new space in East Moline where very soon the public will be able to see and purchase your work. So describe where you're located exactly and what people will find there. Correct. Well, um, if you're traveling down River Drive in East Moline, you pass the captain's table um, that we're working on rebuilding currently. Um, you'll pass the, the Bend development where the new hotel is. And we're on the left at, as part of the Rust Belt development. So the Rust Belt's on the west portion of the building, and Streamline Architects and Artisans is on the east portion mm-hmm. facing River Drive. Um, our office will have a coffee shop, a uh, showroom where um, it's also a working showroom, so anyone in, sitting and enjoying a cup of coffee can uh, experience our furniture and even buy it if they if they choose to. Um, we'll have our wood shop and a metal shop and our studio and then a, a conference room area. So will people be able to see some of the work in progress? Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're when you're in our showroom and our working uh, coffee shop area, we'll, you'll be able to uh, beer through the windows and see you know the woodwork and the wood shop and the metal shop you know, kind of all in process. Huh. Well, the maker movement is a term that fits you, um, given that you're manufacturing you know, self-made products, and you really provide a complete package for people opening a new commercial space. Why is that important to you? I think it probably goes back to my uh, my upbringing. I was uh, blue-collar. Uh, my dad's electrician. My mom's a nurse. Um, I was always hands-on. I grew up on three acres in Milan. Had a, you know, we were always outside playing, and, and so... I think, you know, as we get into our professional life, um, I was finding that a lot of those people that are the hands-on architects um, and designers are the people that I enjoy working with. And so how do we recruit those uh, students out of the universities that have that ability? Um, it's really creating this maker movement where, um, you know, we're not the first to do this. There's probably five or six other architecture firms in the country that offer a fabrication uh, firm based on their, you know, architectural business. But um, we we saw it as an opportunity to bring in talent into the Quad Cities that doesn't normally come here. So, And speaking of the maker movement, uh, you have an upcoming festival that we should know about. Correct. Uh, August 30th and 31st at the Rust Belt. Um, we're hosting a festival that's kind of geared towards uh, what we do. So woodworking, metal work, um, glass, ceramics. It's called the Iron and Green Festival. Um, you can find information on ironandgreenfest.com. There's also information on the Rust Belt and, and other uh, ways. But we're, we're looking for a way to kind of exploit, you know, the, the woodworking and the metal and, and chainsaw art and, and demonstrations um, that's part of our vendors is that we're going to allow our vendors to do demonstrations throughout the day so our artisans firm will do a resin pour uh, tabletop and, and create these very magnificent uh, tabletop designs so um, we're really excited it's first year um, it's happening at the same time as uh, Nathaniel Ratliff uh, in the at the Rust Belt, so on Saturday night, the market or Maker Festival will close, and then the the concert will take place. So, 
That sounds amazing. It'll be fun. Yeah. So, and the Iron and Green Festival, will that all be indoors in your space or is it going to spill outside uh, as well? It's spilling, um, it'll spill along River Drive. So, um, it'll kind of connect from our coffee shop all the way down River Drive and into the common area of the Rust Belt. And then uh, we won't actually be in the Rust Belt during the day. Um, because we'll have to allow that to be set up for the concert that night. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's great. You know, the younger generations certainly are embracing this, and and they're really rejecting mass-produced items, by mm-hmm. and large. And there is something so special about having something that's that's uniquely made and crafted right here. Yeah, I, I agree. We're, um, you know, we're finding that our clients are really enjoying having something that's made in the Quad Cities and, and made, you know, right here. Um, designed as well. Um, you know, the Foundry restaurant that opens in uh, two weeks and at the Betplex, they're, they're really pleased with how it turned out, and, it, and it's all made here in the Quad Cities. You know, I see furniture design is, is kind of problem-solving. What will best fit in the space that you have? How do you maximize function? But you also want something that looks great, that's creative, that's that's whimsical. How, how do you balance the those sometimes competing interests of form and Form and function. function. That's a tough one, and, you know, some people lean towards one way or the other. Um, I, think, I think every functional piece should have a piece of form as well, and, and it can be done very simply and, um, you know, finding ways to complement steel and wood and and concrete and mm-hmm. um i think uh function definitely f- probably falls under more of our architects side and that we can um we've sat in a chair and we've sat at a desk and we know what comfort is and and sensory design is a big thing in architecture and i studied a lot of it in college or graduate school um having that ability to experience it sensory level and carrying that into uh, uh, furniture is probably something that we're doing that may not always be addressed. So, mm-hmm. um, when I first saw some of the tables that you did at Tangled Wood, they really struck me because they're 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 somewhat basic and, fu- and functional. It's a table you would just sit at with a group of friends and have a meal. Yet on the side, like on the legs, there are these industrial. Um, pieces, kind of a pulley system, or um, and that the center of the table, some of them have have metal down the the middle, so you see the contrast and and the change in textures, mm-hmm. the contrast in materials, and it's really lovely. You kind of found that perfect fit, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, uh, what one thing I really enjoyed was the bicycle rack at Tangled Wood. That was very unique, very streamlined. Hence, yeah. you know, hence your name, very modern, but. It functions perfectly. Yeah, and we actually had to put a sign on it that said bikes because it, um, it looks like a piece of artwork that's there. And um, if you even notice, the, the concrete's concave so that it, your wheel the fits wheel. perfectly right. inside. Yeah. yeah. So great architects like Frank Lloyd Wright designed a cohesive whole, both both inside and out. And while we're familiar with his buildings, you know, the exterior shape and design, he also designed and controlled everything inside his buildings as well, from the, you know, from the windows to, to actually carpets, sometimes to decorative um, objects. And that's a concept that you seem to be continuing as well. When I started our uh, company, we name our computers based on famous architects. And the first one, and then my computer is Frank Lloyd Wright. Um, that was something that um, I idolized Frank Lloyd Wright, and I believe that he 
he is the best architect ever in my mind. He's from the Midwest. He, he, his career lasted a very long time over the span of residential commercial work to, um, to teaching and creating a college. Um, he, he was able to create great architects from underneath him, which is a power that it's hard to do when you're in a, in a role that you're running a company. If you can create a team that that strives for success outside of your own success. Um, and I don't think that's taught about or talked about a lot with Franklin Wright, but you, there's a lot of great architects that came from him. Um, so, so he created really a legacy beyond he, just his own personal work. He did. And I think it, that legacy has continued. You know, there you look at a lot of architecture and it, a lot of architecture resembles what Franklin Wright had achieved. Um, Tanglewood was one example where, um, the owner says, I, I really won't like to do this prairie style look and it's timeless and, and you know, it, people know it and it's, it's successful. And he, uh, he achieved a lot in his career. And if I can get a little bit, a little tad of that, you know, <laughs> I think I, I, I would love it. And that would, that would probably be my ultimate success. Mm-hmm. You've designed a lot of commercial spaces where people interact with one another. So there's this societal or social aspect to your work, and good design helps connect people. Is is that something that guides you when, when you're in the design phase? It does based on our my experience in hospitality. Um, we talk about um, the experience as you, um, as you enter a building. Um, you try to front load the experience so you're wowed as you enter. Um, you try to make it calming and rewarding while you're having dinner. And then as you leave, you hope that you're wowed again. So, you know, at the Tanglewood, there's a prime example of we, we designed and built the fire pits there. And the first fire pit is, is uh, 10 foot diameter. Um, that's only there to wow someone. And as you come in, you're, you're impressed already before you even step foot in the door. Um, so, you know, creating that experience throughout the entire project, um, we, we strive for, we, we don't always achieve it, but it, it's, it's something that it's important, um, for the bigger projects, the smaller projects, um, you know, the front door of your house, you want to make sure that you have that ability to kind of wow the person as they come into your, uh, into your space. Mm-hmm. Do you have a project um, that you can think of that you had the most fun with, where you had the like maybe the greatest creative license with? Oh my goodness! Um, the the it probably I don't have a favorite favorite, but you know as your as my career has developed, I think there's there's been pivotal projects that have that have made a difference. Um, falling back to the first when I worked for Heart of America and did the Johnnies. In the Hotel Renovo, um, those were each pivotal. And then, as I started my firm, the Steel Plow and uh, Moline was a pivotal project. It kind of made people open their eyes a little bit, mm-hmm. um, and really cemented you because in in this in this work because you you opened your own firm not that long ago. No, it was three years ago this fall, mm-hmm. and that was in Davenport originally. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yep, Davenport. Now, I'm curious about your background. Uh, you had mentioned you're from Milan. Uh, where did you study architecture? I studied architecture at the University of Illinois. Um, received my bachelor's and master's there. Um, I interned in Des Moines. I also worked in Des Moines for a few years before coming back to the Quad Cities. But um, 
I was always the person that worked in a place for two years and then was uncomfortable and kept moving a lot on throughout my career. Um, and hopefully I don't do that now. No, <laughs> my employees would be a little upset. Because <laughs> you have quite a few employees now, I understand. Correct. We have uh, we have 13 people. Um, we have two interns this summer as well. So um, we have 10 under our architecture firm that uh, those uh, – the people uh, – Architects, industrial designers, interior designers, landscape architects. My office manager is a photographer. Um, we have a we have a great staff. Landscapes, um, metal fabricators. We're we're creating this design collaboration between people that don't normally work together. Mm-hmm. And so, I think that's something that um, we're striving for to make sure that we balance each other and that we're able to learn from each other and learn throughout the design process. Mm-hmm. And that is something that I think makes your company stand out, that makes it somewhat unique. Um, and it seems like you have this very collaborative space too. It's very open. Uh, people aren't shut away into their own little offices or cubicles. So it really um, allows for more um, for more uh, collaboration and discussion as a project's underway. Yeah, then I think that... that not everybody's fit for that. Um, we've we've embraced it, and the loud noises and the music playing, and the, <laughs> I think everybody that works in our office really enjoys the atmosphere and and the ability to shout across the room at someone that needs to to move a wall six inches to the right. You know, there's there's a lot of that collaboration that happens where um, it, it it gets siloed in an office environment where you have offices. And then we've also stressed that um, we have a very flat company. Um, I've I started this as I you know I have to be a little rise above everyone just because I own the company. But we have you know everyone's a project manager in in their own regard. Um, we all balance each other. Um, we're all learning from each other too. Mm-hmm. Well, Andrew Dasso, thank you so much for coming by today. Thanks for having me, Carolyn. Streamline Architects recently moved into their new space in East Moline at 1201 7th Street near the Rust Belt Music Venue. Check out their showroom with locally designed and fabricated furniture in July, and don't miss the upcoming Iron and Grain Maker Festival held close by at the Rust Belt Shops on August 30th and 31st. This has been Carolyn Martin, Talking Art in the Quad Cities for WVIK. Our theme music is provided by a Quad City legend, the late Ellis Cal.